hey, this is Hunter Thompson, the host of the Cashflow Connections Real Estate Podcast and managing principal of ASIM Capital. And you're tuned into Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. I think it's getting started. And then once you get started, just continuing to move forward, just every day, getting up, knowing what your goals are, knowing where you want to go, and just continuing to move forward. This is Dream Chasers, episode 73, with Todd Salzinger. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we interview individuals with supernatural amounts of potential based on early success in their careers. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Todd Salzinger. Todd is the founder of Blue Elm Investments. He's originally from San Jose, California. He went to school at San Jose State University. Todd now lives in Silicon Valley, Redwood City, California. Todd, thank you for being on the show, and do you have any opening remarks for my listeners? Thank you very much for having me, Adam. I'm looking forward to this and honored to be on your show. Really happy to have you. This episode has has been one in the making for a while now. I should say, guys, Todd and I first got connected, man, back... It might have been, um, I can't remember when we first met, Todd, but it had to be January, February, March. Michael Flight connected us, and um, I later found out that that was through the ecosystem of the real estate guys, which continues to impress me more and more every day, (laughs) and I run into more people that are running with the real estate guys. Uh, Robert, I always mix their names up, Russell Gray and Robert Helms. I think I was on a show one time, and I called them Russell Helms and Robert Gray, but <laughs> anyways, amazing guys, and I'm just honored to have them in my lives, and definitely you too, Todd. So um, I guess just want to flip it back over to you and you know talk about our our history and and the real estate guys and whatever else just kind of came to mind for you. Thanks. Uh, yes, the real estate guys—they are such great people, great connectors. I've known them since probably around 2009. They used to do local meetups in Silicon Valley and. Again, just really simple meetups where Russell and Robert would get up and talk about what was going on in the industry. There might have been 25 or 30 of us there, so it was a lot smaller back then, but I've known them quite a long time, great guys. And yeah, through them, I met Michael Flight. Michael introduced us, and we had the good fortune of living near each other for a short period of time that actually got got us the chance to meet face-to-face and hang out a little bit together while you were living in the Bay Area. Yep. Yeah, it was a very, uh, very crucial point in my, in my life as well. And I, I look back on it now and it's, it's moments like this where I'm like, yeah, this is why I'm happy that I did live there. So guys, a little bit more background on Todd, Blue Elm Investments. He began his company, his syndications firm, and actually I, you could probably elaborate on it better, better than I can, Todd, but in 2018. So we're in the early stages of something big here for, for Todd and something I find very captivating and inspiring because it's always good to see people who kind of realize like, wow, this is what my future can be through commercial real estate investing and syndicating. So I guess, Todd, tell us a little bit about uh, Blue Elm Investments and, and what it is that your focus is. Sure. Yeah, I started Blue Elm in 2018. My background has been primarily in corporate finance and I've worked in that for a long time. Technology companies in Silicon Valley, Sacramento. I lived in the UK for a few years and have made a great career of that, but over time decided I wanted to do something different. And through my relationship with Robert and Russell, started attending a lot of their events and learning about syndication, putting together real estate deals. I had started to invest 
uh, in my personal account in single family homes and other commercial syndications and decided to take a step at it myself. So I went to some more of their events, joined their syndication mentoring club and decided to start the business. Uh, at that time, I was still working full time for a medical device manufacturer down in San Jose. And uh, I decided if I was really going to make a go of it, that I had to shave back some of my hours working there. So I cut back to four days a week there so I could at least focus a day a week on, on this business. And while that's not enough, it, it has allowed me to accelerate things. I, over the last three or four months, I have been able to put together my first syndication for uh, Mobile Home Park in Georgia that should be closing either end of this week or early next week. Yes, and we definitely want to talk a lot about that deal also got to say congratulations on closing your first deal because I'm sure that was uh, just an experience, right, to say the least. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and, um, and then the other thing I do want to say is you know, a lot of my listeners are familiar with real estate and investing and what you know, syndication means, but um, you know, we might have some people tuning in for the first time that have no idea what the word syndication is. So uh, could you share just a, a quick explanation of, of what it is exactly that you are doing in these real estate deals? Sure, sure. It's essentially taking a group of investors together, uh, pooling their funds together and going out and acquiring a bigger piece of real estate than they might otherwise have access to. Uh, I think people often don't realize if they drive around any neighborhood or town they, they live in and see a hotel, it could be a local hotel, it could be a Hampton Inn or see any kind of apartment building. And it's typically not one person who just walks up and writes a check and either builds the building or acquires it. It's often groups of people. And uh, essentially what that is, what that, that's the uh, definition of the syndication is just bringing people's, uh, people's resources together. And in, in, in Blue Elm situation, in my role, I'll go out and look at the markets, look at the product types, put the assets under contract, and then kind of manage it from the asset side and then bring in investors on a passive, uh, on the passive side as limited partners so they can take advantage of all of the benefits of real estate while I do all the heavy lifting, putting the deal together. Exactly. Well said. Well said. Well, uh, I know we touched on it a little bit already, Todd, but we are now going to step into the next level chamber. <laughs> when did you realize that putting this time, putting this energy, um, you know, doing this deal through Blue Elm Investments, when, when did the light bulb come on? When did you realize you wanted to take this to the next level? Well, I think it was, it had been happening over quite a long time. And I think that's when I went to the first Real Estate Guys syndication event back in 2015. And I, but, yeah, that was really early on in my thinking. And I thought, is this really possible? How do people do this? How do they, they put these deals together? When you hear about it the first time, it just seems incredibly complicated. Just so many pieces in terms of market and product type and acquisitions and the legal side of it and talking to investors. It was I think just over time being part of their ecosystem you know, a lot of listening to a lot of different podcasts, talking to a lot of different investors who, uh, or, or syndicators who were in my shoes. And I had seen that growth trajectory to see where they were in a similar situation like me, working full-time in, uh, in technology or other businesses and decided to make that plunge. 
it wasn't really a, a light bulb moment, but was more something just happened slowly over time where I thought, you know, I want to do this, I can do this. And then deciding to really dedicate the time to it is really all it took to get started. Yeah. And uh, this is a little somewhat off topic, but it did just run through my head. I was really excited um, guys before today's interview, because I was thinking, man, this is, I've got Todd right after he closes first deal his you know, business in a certain respect is booming for him right now. Going to be his first ever podcast. And then I found out he's actually been on two podcasts before, but we're going to consider this one <laughs> the first one uh, just because it's like, in my opinion, probably the most in-depth one that Todd's gotten so far. So he has been on Victor Menashe's show, uh, Real Estate that, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Real Estate Espresso, which I would say if you remember in any way, people want to go look that one up and listen to it. Uh, if you could just share that with us real quick and then also tell us about the one that you did uh, with the real estate guys. Yeah, I would highly recommend Victor's Real Estate Espresso podcast. It's a daily podcast. And if you just have four to five minutes every day, just to get a little uh, jolt of what's in, in going on in the real estate world, he does a lot of different topics. He's great. Uh, and then I was also on the Real Estate Guys radio show. They Every October, they do a segment called Halloween Horror Stories. And they, you know, they love real estate. They're in that business. But every year, they want to focus on real estate deals that have gone sideways. So there was a segment I was on last October talking about a deal that I was involved in that didn't go as planned. And they just like to talk to certain you know, investors that have been through those situations. What happened? How was it resolved? What did they learn from it? And just, I think, from their perspective, trying to let everybody know that real estate is great, but it doesn't always go as planned. Sometimes there's a lot of hair on deals and things don't uh, go as, as, as planned and they just want to bring those to light. And usually there's some good result from it. If, if nothing else, then people learn from it that can make them better investors in the future. Yeah. And, and so you're, you had the, uh, your, your debut was actually kind of, as you just said, it was, it was a horror story. So now we've got the hallelujah. story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> And I'm very, I'm very close to closing. You know, usually as, as things get towards the end, you're concerned about what's going to happen, the title company, all this other kind of information and paperwork going back and forth. But this one might get delayed because of the hurricane that's happening right now, uh, hurricane rain on the East Coast. So my escrow attorney's offices are uh, close to the Georgia coast and they're not in the office today and tomorrow. So that might be something that just pushes it off a couple of days, which I wouldn't have expected when I initially saw this closing date out in the first week of September. Right. And yeah, that's one thing that was running through my head too, because you know, being in real estate for a few for a few years now, I'm just thinking there's been times where, um, well, I just think back mainly to my days as a realtor. You know, you ratify a contract, for example, but that does not necessarily mean that um, you know everything is still completely set in stone. And so I wonder what it's been like for you managing your expectations through this whole process. What are some things that you didn't see coming that you learned that you know, if for example, if I was gonna uh, do a mobile home park syndication one day, something you would, you know, kind of give me as a, a learning experience or a heads up? Uh, well, I, I've been researching this industry for quite a long time, and I know several different people in this business, and I became associated with a, a group called CCI Investments that's kind of been my consulting partner who's really helped guide me through this process and helped me through the negotiation, acquisition, all the due diligence. So they've been very helpful through this process, and that's probably eliminated some of the surprises, but definitely along the way when 
you know, for myself coming from a finance background, you know, expecting everything from a numbers perspective when you're running a business to be very organized. And we did our due diligence visit out to meet the seller on the park. And we said, oh, what system do you use? Oh, I don't use a system. Uh, well, you know, do you keep anything on a spreadsheet? He goes, oh, here, let me show you my rent roll. Reaches into his truck, pulls out a spiral notebook with handwritten numbers of 1 through 71 for each of the spaces. And he would just write what the rent amount was and he would scratch it out when it got paid. And he just said, this is a great system. I just look at this sheet of paper. I know who's paid, who hasn't paid. So that was a surprise to see that. And then it also made it challenging to try to find bank financing with those kind of records being kept. Right. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, I would assume there's not a whole lot of people in Silicon Valley keeping records of, of things like that. Uh, I don't think so, but you, know, but you can't fault the guy. He owns five bubble home parks, a coin laundry, uh, his family's own a furniture store, he owns a self-storage unit. So, you know, whatever he's got going on uh, or however, however he's done it, he's gotten himself to a pretty good place, even with a bunch of manual records. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So you're you're still buying from uh, someone with experience, which I'm sure that that actually in in what way did that play a role in you making the move or finding financing? Did that help? Uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Yeah. Um. So as you mentioned, he is he does sound like someone who has a lot of experience in his industries. So because of the experience that the seller had, did that make anything easier for you in regards to trust moving forward or maybe finding financing? Um, well, he, I think from a trust standpoint, it wasn't necessarily his experience. It was probably just hanging out with him for a while, walking through the parks and having him explain his, you know, why he was selling them, what his story was, uh, how he acquired the parks. So, uh, I wouldn't say he was sophisticated, even though he does own, uh, or, you know, does own five and he's selling two off to, uh, to our group. I guess I would say from a, then from a sophistication standpoint, he's, I think probably a good business person, not necessarily sophisticated. So when we were starting to potentially run into issues with bank financing, we had quite a few conversations with him where we finally agreed to have him carry back a note on the property. So that was good for us. It helped streamline things. We got, I think, pretty favorable terms on the deal and it was probably maybe more a sign of an unsophisticated seller versus a sophisticated one. Okay. And I've kind of got a, a little hot seat question for you here that just came to mind. You know, I, even when we were out there living in so in the Bay Area together for a little bit, um, you know, I had seen you speak publicly about mobile home park investing. You're slowly building this uh, potential, you know, thought leadership platform for yourself. We'll just throw it out there. You know, one day maybe Todd Solsinger is doing his own conference or, you know, people are, are flying from wherever to come see you. Uh, right now, if that was happening, say, for example, if you had to speak to 50,000 people tomorrow and someone raised their hand and they said, how do you find your deals? What do you think your your answer would be? Um, I would say from a variety of places. Uh, there's brokers who spe specifically focus on mobile home parks. There's other commercial brokers that every now and then get a listing. But uh, another way that I think is probably common, not just mobile home, mobile home parks, but also in other commercial real estate venues is that you start to make connections. As soon as this deal was getting closer to closing, some would say maybe a month or so ago, as things were really moving along, we could see the end in sight. The broker reached out to me and said, hey, you like the parks in this town in Georgia? I've got this one seller that has two that he's looking to sell and another seller in the same market that has one to sell. If you're interested, let me put you together. Uh, that happened, uh, as well as the seller 
of the parks that, that we're acquiring, he had told us, I know there's a lady around the corner. I think she's about 80 years old, probably looking to sell the place. Once we get this deal done, I'll make an introduction to her. So I think that's probably where the best deals come is once you get into the flow, then you start making connections. People know that you're, you're serious, you can close deals. And then that's when the deal flow can really, can really start working better. All right. And, this just hit me out of nowhere. I got to ask you, has anyone ever um, said that you remind them of Steve Jobs? You know, <laughs> yes. There, there, I, don't, I don't think I have one anymore, but I used to have a black turtleneck. And if I wore the black turtleneck, somebody would see me and go, wow, did anybody ever tell you? So, yeah. Got I used it. to get that, and I, I've received, seen that. And then years ago, I used to get James Taylor, the singer. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have a link to, uh, to Todd's. Well, actually, I guess we can just jump in a little bit ahead to this question here. What is going to be the best way to contact you? I, I was going to say LinkedIn, but I don't know if you have a preference. Um, yes. I, I, you know, LinkedIn is fine, but again, the company name is blue elm investments and my email address is Todd T O D D at blue elm investments.com. Okay. Great. Yeah, we'll put a, I'll just make sure we put a link to your LinkedIn in the show notes so that people can see what we're talking about with the black turtleneck. Oh, maybe I should do that as one of my profile. <laughs> the Steve Jobs of, of mobile home park investing. There you go. Cool. A visionary in the field. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, um, and then uh, we've got three fun questions for you here, Todd, to close it out. But one other one I, I want to ask is throughout your life, throughout your experiences, you know, you've, you've sounds like just been through a lot in all aspects of life and are starting something new, which is really exciting. What do you think the one fundamental of the successes that you've had or experienced uh, is? What is that, that one kind of principle or advice that you fall back on? Um, I think it's to keep moving forward. I think that's the biggest thing is, is to, you know, once, once you start moving, um, I think I heard Darren Hardy talk one time about, uh, what it takes to start, you know, pushing this huge wheel. It's like it's impossible to to get that first bit of momentum to get it rolling. But once it starts rolling, it gets momentum, and you can slowly move it along yourself. So, I think it's it's getting started, and then once you get started, just continuing to move forward. Just every day, getting up, you know, knowing what your goals are, knowing where you want to go, and just continuing to move forward, not giving up, not getting discouraged, and uh, yeah, just continuing to move forward. Awesome. I love it. A little bit of daily inspo for, for me and for everyone else out there. So here we go. Three fun questions for you. I know you didn't see these coming, so give me a <laughs> shot. The first one is going to be, and I kind of picked this one because I think I, I have one as well that comes to mind, but what's your favorite restaurant in, in San Jose, your hometown? The second question is what conference are you most looking forward to attending within the next year? And then uh, last question was what was your favorite part? I should say, besides closing uh, the deal, uh, what was your favorite part about this first deal that you did? Uh, let me see. So favorite restaurant in San Jose, where I grew up, there was a restaurant that has since closed. There used to be several of them in the, in the Bay Area. And there was one in San Jose called Harry's Hofbrau. And it was a place I used to go to with my parents and just this great Hofbrau, you go in, stand in line, they sort of slap a tray and a plate down, carve off some ham or roast beef and mashed potatoes. And it was always a great experience. That was one of my favorite restaurants, I would say, growing up. All right. Yeah, maybe not, not, not so much now as a, as a 
is a go-to, but back then, definitely Harry's Hot Brow was the place to go. Did you, real quick, have you eaten at the Mexican, it's a newer Mexican restaurant out there. There's a few of them, four or five. It's called Puesto. I have not. Okay. There's a, there's an, one of the newest ones is a set in Santa Clara. And I think during, during my time there, I must've eaten there, I don't know, at least 10 times. And I was introduced to it through someone who knew the family that owns it. So anyone, uh, anyone listening here, if you ever eat at a Puesto, tell them that, that, uh, you know, some, you know, I guess you could say Adam Carr as well, who knows, uh, the Adler family, A D L E R, um, the Adler family. And then you might get some special treatment. I know we would always walk in there and say we knew the Adlers. And the next thing you know, we get a, you know, free appetizer pops up out of nowhere. So ah, okay. <laughs> a little, a little hack for you guys out there. I don't think just, you know, don't tell too many people, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Oh my God, Adam knows everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. So, uh, second question was what, um, what conference are you most looking forward to within the next year? Um, I think I'm going to go to the best ever conference in February in Denver. Okay. I haven't been to that one before. I've heard great things about it. So I'm looking forward to attending that one. Great. Yep. I've heard the best things about that one. So that's, have that's you? Cool. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Hunter, uh, Hunter Thompson from ASIM capital. He spoke there last year. I know it went really well for him and, Again, for his attendee, anyone that was listening to him speak, I, I kind of heard some echoes afterwards. So good conference. Great, great. Okay, another good endorsement. Great. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, favorite part about this last deal, besides obviously, uh, I'd say <laughs> closing on it. Yeah, and, you know, so much I would say is just the whole learning experience. It's one thing to read about it, listen to other people talk about their deals, even go to syndication events. But it's another thing to actually go through each of the steps and be the one responsible and talk to investors and, you know, have their money hit the bank and think, wow, okay, I've got a huge responsibility now. People have, I sold this project to them. They've entrusted me with their money. Now I've got it. Now I've got to close on this deal. And that's really only the, the first part of it is, is, is closing the deal. It seems like there's so much work that's gone into it all the research ahead of time, getting it under contract, going through all the due diligence, closing on it, but then the real work begins on running it profitably so you can deliver the promises uh, the promises that I made to my investors. Yeah. All right. I like it a lot. So, Todd, thank you once again for coming on Dream Chasers. I know you and I could definitely talk for like three more hours if we wanted to, but <laughs> for sure, this is the end. We've got the best way to contact you guys. It's in the show notes. Go ahead and check it out. Todd shared it with us earlier. Uh, you know what? Who cares? Say, what's your email? One more time. We'll get it in there. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Todd, T-O-D-D, at Blue Elm Investments. So just like the color blue, the elm, like the elm tree, investments.com. Perfect. All right. And, and any, uh, any final words, closing remarks? Well, I just wanted to thank you again, Adam, for having me on your show. I enjoy listening to it. So again, I'm very honored to be on it. And uh, if anybody wants to contact me about anything, just to chat about you know, real estate, making a transition from, you know, working in a corporate job to moving into real estate full-time or a mobile home park space, feel free to reach out. I love to chat about all those things. Definitely. And I know there's a lot of people in that mindset right now. We hope we, uh, we can set some people free. So, Excellent. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Adam. Guys, thanks for tuning into Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, Take it to the next level.